in the Holy Spirit. Thank God, man. As I was thinking, what should I speak of concerning the the reading of today, which is the third Sunday, the third reading of the Sundays of of the months of Kirk from the the first chapter of Saint Luke, which is the the meeting between Saint Mary and Elizabeth. The one thought that I felt I very, I'm very uh, taken by is the service of St. Mary, St. Mary as a servant. We look to the, the very last verse before the reading of today. The reading of today began by now Mary arose in, the, in those days and went into the hill country with haste. Before that, this was the last thing St. Mary said to the archangel. Then Mary said, Behold, the maidservant of the Lord, let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste to a city of Judah and entered the house of Zacharias and greeted Elizabeth and then and, and the story goes on so as soon as she heard that Elizabeth is pregnant she went to serve even though she is also pregnant she deserves to be served she is the mother of God. She received a very magnificent, a very beyond nat- nature, supernatural scene from God by having the archangel telling her that she's going to be bearing the, the Son of God without any physical relationship with a man. However, she went to serve. And now when we speak of St. Mary, we speak of the greatest of the saints. When we speak of St. Mary, we speak of the one who is higher than the angels and archangels. The one who is higher than the heavenly hosts. When I thought of her service, think for her. She didn't say, here is what I have been, I have been taught. I should serve. I've listened to this through many sermons, through many great speakers. I'm going to go to serve. I don't think this is the case. The case was much simpler. In a community a Middle Eastern community where people feel that they have responsibility toward others. Now, we are very segregated, very separated from each other. Everyone has his own space. I think this is also one very characteristic of the culture. 
Give me more space. I think this is a very characteristic of the Western culture. The respect of each, one, each one's space. I'm not saying this is bad. But the space became a barrier. The personal space, I hope it is not. But I think in some cases became a barrier to serve others, to reach out to others. Or it became a comfort zone for me. I don't want to get out of it. It's safer. It's comfort or comfortable. But for St. Mary, it was very natural to go. One of her relatives needs help. She will go and, and it's nice to follow the words. Now Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. She was running. She did that very quickly, very naturally, very spontaneously. It's something coming naturally from her. That's why I want to speak to you about serving. Serving is not serving at church. I'm not saying serving at church is not serving. I'm not saying this. But I'm saying the problem, serving is limited to the church. And I think this is a huge defect on the concept of serving. I always feel that a real servant can be seen outside of the church. Outside of the official tasks assigned to him or her. That's why I used to know who is a good servant. I mean, from the youth even. When we go to visit a servant at, at, at his or her house. Well, and then you hear the, the parents would say, this servant, this person, our daughter, our son, is an angel. Is one who is helping us in everything we need. Then I know that this is a real servant. This is a good servant. And then you go to someone who is very active at church. Very active. And then you go home. And then their parents would receive you and tell you, you don't know this guy. He is different than what you know. You came and see him at, at, at home. He's a different person. He's not the servant you know. He's not the one willing to serve. That's why service is something we do at each and every moment. It's a way to make someone's life or someone's situation better, even by giving him a smile. Just as little as, as this. Just as little as this. And it can be, I mean, can be even more than that, but I'm saying even as little as a smile. If you can help with anything you can do, I like to speak of the spirit of the service. It's uh, an urge inside the one who wants to serve, to serve anyone, 
and would be asking God, please send me the people who need my service. Please give me the power to serve everyone's need in every way I can. In every way I can. Service is not a favor we do. Service is a mandate we have. We are Christian, which means we are the followers of Christ. And Christ, that's what was said about him. That he came to serve, not to be served, and to be given a ransom for many. So he came to serve. If If we are following him, then, if he came to serve, we are following him, then, to if statements, and then, then what? We should serve. We should. It's a mandate. It's not a favor. It's not an option. We should. And this goes very well with, with what St. James said in his epistle. Pure and undefiled religion. And by the way, this is the very few, very, very, very few use, use of the word religion in the Bible. The word religion didn't come in the Bible except, I think, in two occasions. This is one of them, and the other, when St. Paul was speaking of himself in the context of being Jewish and persecuting Christians, that he was narrow-minded, he was fanatic by his religion. But the pure and undefiled religion before God and the Father is this, two things. The first of them, to visit orphans and and widows in their trouble. Second, to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And I think if you learned how to do the first, the second will be, be much easier. I think sometimes, because of the rhetoric we used to hear in the church, live a holy life. Which goes with the second part, to keep oneself unspotted from the world. And we try and struggle with this. But sometimes we miss the first part. If we did the first part, to visit orphans and widows in their trouble. And again, I think I want to open this notion to be any kind of service and any kind of helping others who are in need. And in every kind. And the least of them is writing a check. The least of them is paying money, by the way. The least of them. We can have excess money. We can have our tithes. We we pay it. We, We write a check. That's easy. But I think what's much more valuable is to reach out to someone. Show him that you love him for no purpose except the love of Christ that flows from your heart. So again, if you want to live unspotted in this world, one of the very helpful ways to reach that state of living unspotted in the world is by serving. Because the more you do that, the more you are not captive to your own desires, you will 
Start to get out of yourself, out of your self-centeredness. And the more you do that, you are able to defeat your desires, which are spotting your life in this world. So serving is one, is a helpful way to live a holy life. Two, it's a way to make this life better for yourself and for others. Because the more you serve, the, the more joyous you are. And I think we were speaking last Friday about joy in the Arabic meeting. And we make a distinction between, I think you are familiar with this, between happiness and joy. Happiness is something very temporary, something very emotional, something very related to a certain occasion, and it fades away quickly. But joy is something very deep, it's more of a state than uh, an occasion. It's more of a state you live in. And this can be reached by loving. Anything we have, when we get from it, when we take from it, it decreases. Your bank account, you make a transaction, you use your credit card, your bank account decreases. The amount of money, the balance in your account decreases. And this is almost the case for everything in this world. Take from anything. I mean, the, 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 the law of the, the, the heat transfer or the change of energy. The energy changes from a form to the other. But you take from a form, then it transforms to another form of, of energy. But this doesn't apply to love. The more you give, the more you have love. That's why it's a better way to make your life better and the other's life better. I think all of us met people who are not happy with their lives. Who are not happy with their environment, with their community, with their world. And I think one common theme you're going to hear from all of those people, that's Life is becoming more and more difficult. There is no love. There is no charity. There is no help and support from one to another. However, those who are in touch with charity, love, charitable deeds, they feel that life, no, life is still good. There is still, still, still means that we were about to lose hope that there will be goodness in this world. But by serving, we say, no, there is goodness. And we draw this goodness from the goodness of God and we give it to everyone. Number three, we serve as I said, because we are Christian and following the example of Christ. And the, one of the best passages of the Bible that speaks of the incarnation, as we are in the nativity season. So 
one of the best passages of the Bible that, that speaks of the incarnation. This, it is said in, in St. Paul's epistle to the Philippians chapter 2. Let this mind be in you which was also in Christ Jesus. Who? So let this mind be. What is this mind? St. Paul when he tried to conclude or, or give the, the, or wrap up, wrap up the, the, the mind of Christ in few words. He said the following. And he said this is what you should have. What is this mind? He said, who being in the, the form of God, did not consider it robbery to be equal with God. So Jesus is, or Christ is, is equal to God. He's equal to God the Father. He's, he he was, and the Father are one. But made himself of no reputation, taking the form of a bond servant. The form of a bond servant. That's why he was exalted by the Father. The one who serves is the one who is going to be glorified, even though he might be under the feet of others. Doing the work that no one would like to work or to do. Washing the feet of the people, taking their dirt. This is serving. Think, some people would be religious. I'm not saying this is bad. I'm not using this word the same way some people who are against religions and against any faith are using it. I'm not using it in that context. However, we need to be mindful that there are people outside who rejected the faith because they didn't see the believers or the followers of this faith living up to the values of the faith. So the problem sometimes there are people who are churchly people, who come to church, who are regular in the church, they might be serving in the church, they might have ranks in the church, they have positions, I mean, I mean prestigious places in the church, but they are doing things in the church but they are not serving, they are not humble, they are not giving, they are not taking the dirt of the people, they are not doing this. And sometimes those, for those people, people are repelled from, from following even Christ, because the people of the church reflected a distorted image of Christ. I think this can be applied to Gandhi. They are saying one of the reasons why Gandhi he rejected to be a Christian. One day he went to a church and it was dominantly white. It, and he, as he was getting in, he read the Bible, he liked it, he liked Christ. And then they told him, no, 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 this is not for you. You are of a different race, different color. And they didn't allow him in. And since that day, he decided never to be a Christian. Even though he believed in the words of Christ. But because of the, the, the image of Christ that was reflected by the Christians, he said, I cannot be a Christian. 
So Jesus was a servant. And not just in the, the, the New Testament. The, what was said about him as the Messiah, as the Savior. In Isaiah, Behold my servant whom I, be, I uphold, my elect, my elect one, in whom my soul delights. I have put my spirit upon him. He will bring forth justice to the Gentiles. He will not cry out, not raise, nor raise his voice, nor cause his voice to be heard in the street. A bruised reed he will not break, and smoking flags he will not quench. He will bring forth justice for truth. So this is the servant, the suffering servant. That's why we, we are all called to be the servant of Christ. And again, service is the little tiny things that we can do to make someone's, better, someone's life better. I mean, in very tiny things. I mean, when we think, when we, we think of making someone's life better, someone's life better, we think of big things. Actually, we can, again, as little as a smile. As, as little as hosting someone who doesn't have a place. Or someone, I feel very happy when I hear people who are inviting uh, a single coming to visit Chicago, but during the, the feast, he will be by himself or herself. So I'm, I feel very happy when people are, I hear that people are inviting people to their house. You should never celebrate by yourself. Come, come, come and visit, come and, and be with us. I mean, little tiny things like that are, are what counts. Counts to the point that St. Paul in the Hebrews is saying, let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, to receive to host strangers. For by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Whom he is, who is he is alluding to? Hmm? Abraham. Abraham received and entertained angels when he just, he found strangers, he told them, come over, I'm going to wash your feet. I'm going to give you food, and then you go continue your trips. And what happened? These strangers were an appearance of the, 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 the second person of the Trinity, the God the Word, who became Jesus Christ, and two angels. So... Let brotherly love continue. Do not forget to entertain strangers, for by so doing, some have unwittingly entertained angels. Remember the prisoners, as if chained with them. Those who are mistreated, since you yourselves are in the body also. It's not that you are giving money of your excess because you have so much money, or you have some money. But identify with the people, with their pains, with their sufferings. So when you see prisoners, identify with them as if you are ashamed with them. Don't send them a check. Don't send them a hundred dollar bill. Send them your empathy. Send them your feelings. Send them that you feel what they are going through. 
I think this is what makes this life better. What makes our Christianity lived and live and 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 seen and shining. This is what what it means to listen to a passage like this. And and then we hear Saint Mary, the mother of God, going to serve in haste. And she says the what they call the Magnifica, the, her prayers and her praise. I think this is what we we need to think out of this passage. I think this is stick to me uh, out of this passage. Service. Service everywhere. Not within the boundaries of the church. Serving in the church is great. But can never be limited to the boundaries of the church. It should be everywhere. Because that's how the church can reach out to everyone, anywhere. And glory be to God forever. Amen. Ich <laughs> so